Hello, and welcome to the Canopy Boulder podcast, where we talk about the intersection of entrepreneurship and investing in the legal cannabis industry. Each week, we'll give you our perspectives on the latest news in the industry, bringing you insightful interviews with entrepreneurs, investors, and the industry pros, and also go deeper on topics like launching a business, building a team, valuation, and pitching investors. Why would we take on such of a challenge? Well, we've helped launch 80 companies into the cannabis industry here at Canopy Boulder and made over 100 individual investments into these companies. So you might say we have the inside line on things. So join us as we take you deeper into legal cannabis and uncover all the nuances of starting up and investing in the cannabis industry. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Canopy Boulder Cannabis Business Podcast. Uh, We're changing it up a little bit today. I'm going to be chatting with you guys about hemp and the farm bill that just passed. Um, Anyone who's following the cannabis industry is probably aware that the farm bill passed last week. However, we're still waiting on President Trump to actually sign the bill, but it is expected that he will be signing it soon. That is a pretty big deal for the industry. Um, It passed by Congress uh, 87 to 13, which is a nice little number. Um, So today we're going to talk a little bit about what this means for the hemp industry and what we expect to see in the coming months. This is especially an important topic for us at Canopy Boulder because 2019 marks the first year that we will be accepting hemp and CBD products into our portfolio in our accelerator program. So that's really exciting for us. We're ready to kind of uh, turn the page. We've been traditionally only working with ancillary companies and now we're excited to get into the hemp CBD product uh, space. So let's back up a little bit and talk about what the Farm Bill is and why we care about it. So the Farm Bill is the primary food and agriculture policy tool for the U.S. federal government. It's renewed every five years, more or less. Um, It's pretty contentious. The last Farm Bill uh, didn't pass until a year and a half after it expired um, due to infighting in Congress and not being able to reach a deal. So why do we care about that? Well. Um, you know, not only does the bill allocate billions of dollars in subsidies to farmers, um, also bolstering those farmers' markets and rejecting stricter limits on food stamps, it also legalizes hemp, which is what we're talking about today. Um, it was supported by quite a few different congressmen across the aisle, so Mitch McConnell being kind of the primary person along with uh, Rand Paul from Kentucky, Jeff Merkley from Oregon, and Ron Wyden from Oregon as well. Um, So again, we're seeing the bipartisan effort um, around hemp legalization. It sure is nice to see them working together. So what does this farm bill do um, in terms of hemp? So it allows for hemp production in all 50 states for any use, including CBD extraction. This is important because previously CBD was a Schedule One um, narcotic, and so that reschedules CBD. It allows for interstate commerce, so now we can go in between states, um, and individual states have the right to regulate hemp. So. Um, we're keeping the, the, the farm bill keeps the THC limitation at 0.3%, which we'll talk a little bit about in a second. 
Um, but what's also interesting about this bill is any hot crop, so any hemp that produces over 0.3% THC is not going to be considered a drug crime, um, but will require a plan to correct. So that's really important because it means um, as these plants grow and as uh, agricultural product, uh, processes improve, the potential for THC production over 0.3 could be there. Um, and so this gives farmers an option instead of criminalizing them, which is great. In addition, it allows the USDA to oversee hemp production, and they'll be working on rules to come, quote, as expeditiously as practical. Why is that so hard to say? Um, it also allows for legalization on tribal land for hemp production, so that's exciting. It removes IP protection barriers so we can get patents, and it also allows access to federally backed farm support pro programs, um, so that's crop insurance, water access, low interest loans, and this is really important because this is really what's going to change the finance game for these uh, farmers as well as increase the value of cannabis farms. So that's really exciting. One other piece to this bill that's important to note, and this was a, an area that was contentious uh, for quite a while, was there is a 10-year ban for state and federal drug felons um, against entering the hemp industry, hemp agriculture cultivation industry, unless those people are already growing hemp under a state pilot. So why is this important? Well, it marks one of the first times we have uh, excluded a group of people from an agricultural industry based on felonies. Um, the way that it stood before a lot of uh, negotiation, you know, a couple months ago, was that that was going to be a lifetime ban. And so they've changed it to 10 years, so that's slightly better, but there's still an argument to be made for um, this being disproportionately hurtful to communities of color, which I think we all know have been uh, disproportionately impacted by the war on drugs um, for all of time. So that's kind of an interesting piece as well, and you can get, there's plenty of articles out there if you're interested, you should uh, do a little research and learn some more about that. So let's go into what is hemp because I think I talk to a lot of people who are a little bit confused about what hemp is, what marijuana is and and how they differ so um marijuana as we know it the psychoactive component that is legal in colorado for people to use uh recreationally and hemp are both cannabis so they are sort of the same plant um they're both cannabis sativa plants the difference is really an arbitrary one so hemp was classified a long time ago as any cannabis plant that produces under 0.3 percent thc why 0.3 percent Nobody really knows. <laughs> it was just kind of an arbitrary line in the sand. So basically, hemp is cannabis that won't get you high. It does produce CBD, um, and it has been used traditionally for other purposes like food, paper, cardboard, clothes, rope. Um, we hear about all of those uses as well. So this begs the question, has hemp been illegal in the United States up until now? What, how much does this farm bill really change things? So the answer is technically yes, it has been. However, we've I think we've all seen hemp products um, throughout the country, and those are usually either imported for other from other countries. So, yes, importation is legal, but domestic production was not, which is 
confusing um, and like most things in this industry, a little bit of a gray area. Um, or you may have been seeing illegal hemp products or the third option is hemp products that fall into some of these narrow exemptions. So um, the old farm bill did have some provisions that supported um, state by state, kind of regulated by those state um, Department of Agriculture's and universities for hemp production. Um, people were definitely pushing the envelope, but there was there were some exemptions in there. Um, yeah, so this is obviously a huge deal for the cannabis industry. I think we can all agree this is a big deal for the cannabis industry. It seems to be everywhere, all over social media, all over the internet. Everyone's sort of talking about what does the farm bill mean um, for the cannabis industry. And it is really exciting, but I think it's important that we remember that the farm bill really is only addressing the agricultural side of hemp, right? Um, so this bill has clarified how farmers can switch over to cultivating industrial hemp um, and then how that's going to be regulated under the Department of Agriculture. Um, it also allows farmers to have crop insurance and some water rights and uh, things like that, um, which is which is new to this bill and is very important. Um, and I think really, if we're looking at the bill, is perhaps one of the more interesting parts of this bill um, and where the opportunities are going to stem out of. However, the farm bill, because it really addresses the agricultural cultivation side, really leaves the business implications, so sort of farther downstream, to a little bit up in the air, right? It's still a little bit muddy. Um, we've we've seen states in the past, California, for example, which has completely prohibited uh, CBD as a food ingredient, um, and New York State, which has just recently adopted that um, somewhat in response to the Farm Bill. Um, and so what, what we're realizing is that it really is sort of state by state. So um, I we are lucky here at Canopy Boulder. We share a really great office space with lots of different um, interesting companies. One of them is a company called Weller Snacks. And so I got a chance to sit down with uh, Matt Oscamo um, from Weller Snacks, coconut snack that's infused with CBD. Um, we love them around the office every once in a while. Uh, Matt and John will put them out for us and they go like hotcakes. To talk a little bit about what this means for hemp businesses, um, for businesses like his, um, and where he sees the opportunity. So um, let's play some of that and then we'll chat a little bit about the opportunities. I am joined by Matt Oscamo, who's going to talk to us a little bit about hemp. He is one of the founders of Weller Snacks, which is a really delicious snack, uh, coconut-based snack um, that is CBD-infused. So that's, right. that's sort of all the rage these days. It is <laughs> Every, all the rage. It's everybody wants a CBD <laughs> snack. So we want to talk a little bit about what's going on right now. I mean, the farm bill passed last week, mm -hmm. and that legalizes hemp. So, you know, I think there's a lot of implications that come with that, but as a business that operates in hemp and CBD, what does this mean for you guys? Well, it takes one large barrier out of the equation. 
Um, I don't think it solves everything because there's still certainly a lot of information that needs to be fleshed out. But, um, you know, removing hemp extracts, uh, CBD and other cannabinoids from the Controlled Substances Act is incredibly beneficial. It, It breaks off, you know, a bunch of the access to institutional capital, banking, other things eventually. Um, it just sets the process in motion. Um, and as you know, as a result of that, there's certainly a lot of interest from consumers and from retailers alike. So opportunities are strong. Um, it's just a matter of execution. Sure. So, I mean, I think, I think there was this, it seemed from the internet that when the farm bill passed, everyone was like, yeah, CBD is legal. You get a CBD company (laughs) and you get a CBD company. (laughs) Um, but I think what, what I am sort of noticing, cause I've been sort of doing some research to try to, to explain this to our listeners mm-hmm. is it's really not that clear, right? I mean, we're still pretty, the waters are still pretty muddy. We're still sort of trying to figure out what this means on a state by state basis. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, there's some states that have taken a strong position on, you know, certain, aspects of this like they like Idaho for instance no retailers can sell CBD products right now Um, and then there's states like Colorado where our Department of Public Health has specifically authorized CBD to be a food ingredient Um, so there's a lot there's an evolution that's taking place you know the farm bill opens up from the federal level um, but it doesn't clarify some of the other elements that will ultimately get clarified and so it relies on the states so it's a state-by-state process um, in order to, you know, make sure that residents of those states have access to this incredible product. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there's going to be some time there where, you know, whereas, like, if we were just talking about coconut as a superfood or, you know, any other unique ingredient, like matcha, for instance, like, I could create a matcha company and start selling matcha everywhere, Right. It might, yeah. might only do well in some <laughs> places, but, but you could sell across the board. With CBD and hemp products, there's still going to be a period of evolution um, and state-by-state state adoption and clarity and, you know, everybody starting to come together. It's going to take time. Cool. All right. Well, tell us where we can find out more information about Weller Snacks. Well, you can go to WellerU.com. Okay. That's Y-O-U. <laughs> we just want you to be Weller. Um, so WellerU.com, that's our, our website. Cool. We, uh, we sell our products on Amazon and, you know, in Colorado, Lucky's Market, um, and a handful of others around the country. Yeah. More than a handful. It's, uh, it's been pretty exciting to see the interest in, in our products. And, you know, it's a different experience than, you know, pulling out an oil dropper in the middle of a meeting when you're stressed. <laughs> you can actually have a delicious snack instead and be like, hey, boss, take some of these or eat some of these. Take the edge off. So. It is a little less sketchy, huh? It right? is. To, like, right? It makes it, it's easier to like... pull out of your desk drawer or yeah. your purse or whatever. So it's great. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for your input. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So now that we understand kind of what this means for those kinds of business, let's talk a little bit about what the real life implications are. So um, from an investor standpoint, we see this farm bill as being an interesting opportunity. Um, As the hemp industry opens up, 
we see way more opportunity for investors, but also with that is going to come more competition, right? Um, more opportunity means more investors. A lot of investors who maybe previously were not getting involved that have now decided that they want to get involved. Um, that's definitely more competition. We will probably see more activity around companies like CW Hemp, so that's Charlotte Webb Holdings um, and CB Sciences. In addition, this should open up access to loans as well as institutional capital, kind of like what Matt was mentioning uh, in that little clip. That's really important. So for the first time, um, CBD and hemp products should be able to get a little bit, uh, get capital a little easier. Based on that, we also imagine valuations will rise um, because of that increased access to capital. And that gives entrepreneurs more power. Um, which is an interesting dynamic for sure. I think also likely we will see the public markets open up. Um, we should see those stocks rise. Again, um, watching CW Hemp and CV Sciences pretty closely. You know, overall the market is definitely still waking up to hemp and that's gonna be lagging somewhat. Um, and people are trying to make sense of what this farm bill means. Um, which I guess opportun uh, presents opportunities to investors. On the flip side, right, on the entrepreneur side, what does this mean? Again, ac that access to capital is, is interesting. Um, and again, the valuations should rise, and that uh, means something different to entrepreneurs, of course, than it means to investors. And because of that, I think we'll see the entrepreneurial activity kind of pop, right? Um, as we like to say around here, there are lots of fish in the sea. That's the saying, right? Lots of fish in the sea, but there is also a lot of garbage in the sea. And so that's something we think about a lot. Um, you know, I think one of the trends that we've seen is a really reliable, consistent product. So companies that are able to offer something reliable and consistent will probably kind of float to the top as this uh, exciting new hemp industry settles in. Uh, another trend and opportunity for entrepreneurs is this sort of large uh, retail chains are moving towards bringing hemp and CBD products to the shelf. Um, so we're seeing sort of the, the natural retail and mainstream markets uh, pick that up, including convenience stores. So the other day I was at the bookstore, um, which is super random, and they're selling CBD there. So, you know, do I think bookstores is going to be the primary outlet for CBD? Definitely not. Um, however, are they going to make some money off of this in the short term? Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think really what this is, is this kind of distribution driven growth, right? Um, we saw this in between 94 and 2000 um, in the dietary supplements industry after Deshaies was passed. And so we're seeing that again, and I think it will probably take a similar path. So that's what that means for entrepreneurs and investors. What does this mean for us here at Canopy Boulder? Well, um, you know, we've been planning for this. We've been really waiting for this day. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, we are investing in hemp CBD brands in 2019. So um, our applications are open. If you're interested, check them out. There's a link in the description. Also, canopyboulder.com backslash apply. Um, all right. So going forward, what's next? What are we keeping an eye on? What do we want to watch as these waters unmuddy. Um, one group I think to watch is definitely the FDA. So they have yet to harmonize their position on CBD with this bill. So if we all remember earlier this year, they did approve Epidiolex, which is the first CBD pharmaceutical product. 
Um, and so, you know, it'll be interesting to see how the FDA kind of manages this um, opening up of hemp and CBD federally. Also, we're watching the USDA rules that are coming down the pipeline, so keeping an eye out on that. Um, and individual state rules. So for us in particular, and for a lot of our listeners who are on sort of the product side, that's uh, the, the sort of individual state rules is going to be really important. So how are states going to approach CBD? Um, and what are the sort of regulations going to look like around that? And that's going to be state by state. So that'll be an interesting thing to watch. Um, and then finally, you know, let's let's keep an eye on those stocks. I think we'll see some of these public companies um, hopefully their, their stock prices rise. So that's kind of what we think about the farm bill and, uh, the legalization of hemp in the United States, um, for cultivation. So let us know what you think. I mean, what do you think about all of this? Um, what are your expectations for the future of hemp and CBD? You can reach out to us on social media at Canopy Boulder on all channels. Um, also visit us on our website, canopyboulder.com. Like I said, our applications are currently open for our accelerator class. Check all of that out. We also have a bunch of really cool um, events coming up, including our annual Jumpstart Conference, which is a pretty short little conference that we hold um, every year here in Boulder. We've got great names. We have um, Graham Carlson of CW Hemp, Nancy Whiteman of Wanda Brands, um, as well as a very special keynote address, which we are keeping very secret, but we will announce as soon as we're ready. Um, so definitely join us at that. You can find all of that on our website. Um, also linked in the description of this episode. So thanks so much for listening. Review us, rate us, tell, you, tell us what you think, um, what you're looking for so that we can give you the content you want. All right, see you next time. Now for the disclaimers. Uh, please do not take any information from the Canopy Boulder podcast or its guests as investment advice. Be sure to contact your licensed financial advisor before making any investment decisions. So thank you for listening and please join us for another Canopy Boulder podcast episode coming to you soon.